hey fellow interviewers it's will bowman with the art of the interview thanks for tuning in to this episode so today i am going to talk about what to do or one thing to do if you have a boring interviewee and you're trying to get a story out of them right because we've all had that um all had that interviewee, right? Where they are just not cooperating. <laughs> they are, um, maybe you're asking them about an experience or you're asking them about um, a situation. Um, and, you know, they're just giving you the Spartan version. They're giving you the, they're giving you the, the 10 second version, which you really, when what you really want is the, the five minute version. And, you know, um, so there's a lot that goes into this, you know, to getting that person to open up and give you a little bit more. But um, today I'm going to talk about one particular technique, um, which I actually kind of got um, got instigated in my brain um, as I was watching a uh, documentary uh, just a little bit ago. Um, you, some of you may have watched it. It's called Grizzly Man. It's a Werner Herzog documentary. And, um, what I noticed was, and I'm actually going to play that this section of the interview. I, I, I noticed that he was doing an interview with um, a pilot, a friend of, uh, of, uh, Timothy Treadwell's and he was a pilot and, um, you know, he was kind of telling the story and I kind of found myself, you know, engaged with what he was saying. You know, he was, he was kind of just communicating events, but, you know, I, I, I kind of found that I was being drawn into what he was saying. And I kept sort of kind of asking, it's like, why, why am I engaged with what he's saying? And this is what I figured out. I figured out it was this technique that, um, that I don't know if he, if Herzog had asked him to do this, but this is something I know that Herzog does, um, because I've seen him do it in other films and he's actually talked, talks about it in his masterclass a little bit. Um, and so yeah, so you know, this is a solution to getting someone to give you a really compelling, um, a really compelling story, and we all want that because what we don't want is we don't want people listening to our stories and them just kind of tuning it out, right? Um, it's just kind of boring, right? And we we don't want people to just check out. So I'm gonna play that section of the interview really quickly and see if you can pick it out. See if you can pick out what it is that the technique is that either um, this interviewee was just doing on their own or Herzog kind of prompted them. So here's the section of the interview. This big plane Treadwell called the sanctuary. Here he would spend the early summer months before moving along some 35 miles to this densely overgrown area which he called the Grizzly Maze where he would observe the late summer salmon run. It was here that Fulton would pick him up in the fall. On October 6th last year, this is the spot here at Catholic Lake where I pulled in to pick up Tim and Amy. Typical day out here, rain, foggy, a lot of wind, and uh, it's kind of strange. Didn't see him, didn't hear anything. There's no gear on the beach or anything, you know. So uh, 
I tied up and I start yelling a little bit, Tim, you know, Amy, and, and uh, no answer. And I caught a l little tiny bit of movement up on the hill. So I'm like, well, you know, it was windy. Maybe they just couldn't hear me or something. So I decided I'd go up in the camp, you know, and see what was going on and, and uh, headed off up through the alders. It's kind of a thick trail up into camp there. And uh, got about three quarters of the way up the hill and something just didn't feel right at all. You know, something was, something seemed strange and I'm yelling and no answer or anything. So I turned around and started coming back down the trail. Pretty good clip, I guess. I was kind of trotting along and I, as I got in the thickest part of the alders right here, as I got near the airplane, I just happened to turn around and I turned around and looked and uh, pretty nasty looking uh, bear that I had seen here before is just sneaking slow with his head down. Just the meanest looking thing, you know, coming through the brush. And so I jumped on the airplane real quick and untied it and took off, turned around, flew over, over camp there and uh, just looked down and saw a human rib cage, you know, that I knew had to be either Tim or Amy laying there and, and uh, he was just eating that and as I so I circled around again got really low and tried to run him off just over and over again with the airplane and every time I would come over he'd just start eating faster and faster and crouch over this this rib cage there and and uh, right at that time I, I just realized wow you know I was pretty close to getting eaten myself is what I thought and, and this shot of adrenaline like I've never had just came over me and, and my throat went couldn't breathe, my face went numb, my arms and legs went numb and then I called uh, back to back to the office and told them what happened out here, what I thought had happened and that we would need some some assistance out here, that we had some problems after the Park Service arrived, then I'm leading them up through the alders here. This is the same trail that I had come up the first time. And we got to about right here and we just stopped, you know, and we stopped just to take a look around. And right then, one guy with us just yells, Bear! And they all spin around. These gun barrels come over the top of my head, and boy, they just start firing off. And I ducked down because they hadn't given me a gun. I'd look up and then they fire over and over again, and then. I look up when they're done firing and there's just a cloud of smoke here, you know, and, and I look over and the bear is laying right there. They're yelling at me to don't go near the bear and I knew he was dead. He was, he'd been shot in the head and the neck and, and uh, everywhere and he was just laying here pretty much lifeless and uh, this is right where, where the uh, bear, and I told him at the time, I said, this is the bear that killed Tim, I knew, because that was the same bear that I had seen down here looking at me uh, right through the, the alder bushes there. So I knew this was the bear. I said, yep, that'll be the one, you know, and that, that wound up being the bear that uh, they found Tim, Tim in. So what was it? What was it that kept you engaged um, when you were listening to that, um, that interview? Right. For me, it was the way that he was describing the situation step by step by step. And then 
at the end of it, he focused in on his feelings, his sensations, right? That really drew me in to what he was saying. And what I'm going to describe this technique as is, I'm going to describe it as slowing down time, right? Slowing down time. What you want to do is you want to get the interviewee to slow down time for you, right? You want them to tell the story piece by piece by piece, moment by moment by moment. You don't want the quick fast forward through the story. You want the slowed down. You want the um, one frame at a time story, right? This is how you're going to get a compelling story. Um, it's in the way that, you know, he was describing how his arms tangled as he was flying over, you know, um, um, has, you know, he had his adrenaline hit, right? And then, you know, even before that, like he told the story about coming up and something didn't feel right, you know, he really slowed down time and told his story. And, so what you really want to get the interviewee to do is you want to, you, you want to get them to focus on the story. You want to get them to focus on feelings. And you want to get them to go to the granular level and focus in on particulars. You know, he could have told that story um, in saying like, yeah, I kind of flew up and I got out of the plane. I walked up and camp. I did not get all the way to camp. I came back down. There was a bear and um, I got up there and I looked down and I saw Timothy and, you know, Amy were dead and I flew over and then it didn't feel very good. And so I called in and got help, right? That wouldn't have been a very good story, right? <laughs> but he didn't. He slowed it down, focused on his feelings, took in, took the particulars, you know, like the rib cage, and the way his arms felt, and the adrenaline, and the way that the bear looked, right? These were all particulars he used to bring us into the story. So, you know, you and you might, so, that's easier said than done, though, right? You know, like people, you might be like, hey, how do I actually get an interviewee? to do this, right? Because sometimes interviewees are sort of reticent to give this kind of a step-by-step -step playbook through the, the interview, right? So there are some ways that you can ask questions. Um, you know, because instead of... A lot of times, it's the way you ask the question that elicits a certain answer, right? So instead of asking, tell me what happened, one question you might ask your interviewee is, describe how this situation made you feel. Take me through the experience of finding Timothy and Amy step by step. Um... You know, describe exactly, moment by moment, how this happened to you. And don't skip the details, right? 
Feelings and stories are great things because people connect with them. People connect with feelings because they know what it's like to feel afraid. They know what it's like to feel an adrenaline rush. They know what it's like to feel sadness, anger, happiness, right? Feelings are something we all have pretty much no matter who we are and where we are. Being angry is pretty similar whether or not you live in the United States or Australia or Uganda, right? We all kind of understand things like this. We don't always have the same thoughts, but many of the same feelings, we always have those. And stories are also really good because the human mind is very um, temperamented towards engaging with stories, right? More than just abstract thoughts. We're particular creatures, and we work really well through the particulars. We engage with the particulars. Um, when we get too abstract, we people tend to lose we, people tend to lose interest. So, if you're struggling, or if you're struggling with someone who is not giving you very interesting stories, or you know their you know their conveyance of a situation is dry, uninteresting. You know, something you might try is just ask them to slow it down. Slow down time. Take them through the situation, step by step. And then what happened? And then what happened? Tell me about this. Tell me how this made you feel. Tell me how that made you feel. Take me through the steps of this happening. Describe this experience step by step. Really slow it down. Um, and I think you'll find that the stories that your interviewees tell will get more interesting and more engaging for your audience. All right, that is today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on The Art of the Interview.